everybody welcome back to the hallnet murders podcast <laughs> there you go my camera went out but he's out of here still here there we are it always overwhelmed by dungworms yeah it was very overwhelmed <laughs> i'm joined here as always by my ba- bomb bad biscuit eating oh that's pretty good um, bomb bad biscuit eating M- uh, amnesty former imperials people. yeah amnesty we people we got there yeah amnesty folks <laughs> rehabilitated yeah 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 some of us not all of us uh we're also yeah. joined here by our old college pal khalid old college how's it going khalid good to see you <laughs> what's going on guys how you doing happy to be here excited Course, Hello, yeah. welcome, Khalid. Thank you for having to do this me. for a while. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, we would be honored if you could some, join us. Some background, <laughs> background information with Khalid. Um, you know, as I said, we went to college with him, and I think Jamie and I probably saw more movies and Star Wars stuff with him than we did with like Matt. This is for true. Sure. Actually. So. It was what Force Awakens. Yeah, and we also saw a bunch of the Marvel movies. Like I remember we saw Civil yeah. War. Civil War. Do we see BVS together? Yep, I remember that. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, you sat like on the opposite end of the theater. Because the, the <laughs> like, seats were like weird. Yeah. 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 It was that. Was have the right time, angle. Respect yeah. <laughs> it took times. me to realize what BVS was. I was oh. like, <laughs> a classic. What? The famous court yeah. case, Batman v Superman. The famous, yeah. <laughs> Batman v Superman. Come on. Um. Yeah, isn't the, the infamous uh, of AJ and me the Rogue One photo post like seeing Rogue One? I think that you took that, Khalid. No, of, um, that was that was with Rohan. Oh, that was with Rohan. Okay, no, Khalid was, went to see Force Awakens with yeah. us. But oddly enough, we didn't see another Star Wars movie. I don't know. Or it was just we, we saw a bunch of movies, or was it just one Star Wars movie? It was one Star Wars, and okay. it was a lot of the MCU because yeah. the MCU, early MCU, that was hot in a good stuff. Early Prime. times. Prime. <laughs> good time. Good time. <laughs> But that night at Force Awakens was uh, legendary. I couldn't stop smiling, and I, and I was like, I did high too, and I had a couple shots. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just in the theater, in my seat, just grinning. I, think I have a selfie of Jamie and I, and you're just behind us, like that's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay, that's that's just the selfie. He's just like up in the reclining chair, just like I'm so ready, happy to be uh, here. Oh my god! Well, we're here today. We're gathered here today to talk about Mando chapter 19. I accidentally I made a YouTube short and I called it Chapter 18, so hopefully nobody noticed. I, I can't keep count anymore. Uh, <laughs> chapter 19, The Convert, which oh, sounds wait. like some episode of like Seinfeld or something. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I opened another tab. Don't don't mind me. Just UFO. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was like the X Files theme. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh, like sorry. the it sounds like the Seinfeld episode where uh, George becomes Latvian Orthodox. Okay. That's that. oh yeah okay yeah. he's a convert. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. There was a lot of convert situations in Seinfeld, but yeah, this episode of Mando was basically just an episode of Andor. We'll get into that. Uh, Mandor Lorian. Andor. Yeah. There you go. Mandor. Yeah. Mandor. And it was sandwiched yeah. together by the Bo-Katan uh, Din stuff, which was very good, but kind of when they were, we'll talk about it later. But when we when it came back to that, it was like, oh, wait, this is still going on. I forgot. And uh, I know I wasn't maybe. expecting for us to go back to it. <laughs> I was hoping we were because I'm like, oh, man, if I don't like get some closure on on the where they where Din and Bo left to, uh, I was right. going to feel feel like, come on. 
Well, they get to the fireworks factory. <laughs> I genuinely I forgot we were watching the Mandalorian um, until like they showed like the last like sequence of like the ships like arriving over like the covert. Like completely forgot I was watching the Mandalorian. Um, right. I, I don't. That's that's just it. I yeah. I've seen like a few people, other people like say that that they like also like completely forgot. It's just I I love both of the stories that were going on in this episode, but I just feel um. They were wicked just disjointed from each other. Um, yeah. They're not matching up yet. Most most of the time when you tell two stories at once within a show, or like they make sense and like there's some sort of element that weaves them together. The only element here is uh, they have a bit of a history, but they really are two completely different stories and it just seems so disjointed. Um, right. But that is my criticism and that's it really. So Did it seem like like a like an advertisement for a possible whole other show? Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, like, that's kind of Mando, that's yeah. the Mando special, dude. Gotta, <laughs> like, literally. The season two soft, special. Soft least, pilots yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> I know weren't they supposed to, or they were talking about doing like a Rangers of the New Republic or something like that, but Gina Carano fucked up, so that might not happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's probably that just like reorganizing yeah. other stuff. Um, <laughs> I feel like this episode they may have just like shuffled everything into the one. Um, but like yeah. I think that it. It is like the other like versions of like they're gonna like um do like pilot episodes for like other characters, but I don't think that Doctor Pershing would ever the get Dr. his Pershing own show. Spin-off. Come on, um, no. so they were probably like, I'd right, watch. We gotta, like shove everything I would, I'd watch. Love that guy. He did a great yeah, job. He, um, he held he held the he held the stage a lot better than I expected. There's yeah. not nothing wrong Agreed. with his with his uh it's the character, not the actor. Like it's just the, I didn't think the character had enough going on to hold attention for more than like five, 10 minutes at a time. And yeah, I think it was well executed and also gave us just this really great, just, just massive scoop of world building, you know, like just so much uh, like in universe stuff that we get to see uh, and hear, you know, get talked about around us, you know, like when you're really listening in on all the, the silly tourism stuff like it, it's like uh-huh yeah go on no don't tell, please tell me more about course on daily life i want to know i know yeah, I, I love that stuff i speaking of dr pershing i do have a patreon question from erland we love erland so we gotta answer his question it's a very easy one this week i think so he said who would win in a boxing match between dr pershing and alia kane who is the um alia kane <laughs> yeah hands down <laughs> You seen her biceps? I, I like. I was. I was on her Instagram actually, and she's she's stacked. Katie O'Brien. Yeah, I mean she. Yeah. yeah. She's. Yeah. Yeah. She's fine. Um, she is doing great right now. I mean, she was <laughs> yep. in uh, Ant Man, and she's she's like getting a much more screen time in this than I expected for her or for. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, crud! What's that mm-hmm. actor's name who plays Doctor Pershing? Omid Abtani. Thank hey. you. Ready to go with that one. Uh, it's just a random one that I just completely remembered. It, it all goes back to the whole obsession with the Imperial cloning scientists. Don't so oh, yeah. unanimous but... decision. Eliakane wins. Yeah. Yes. Right? Unless yeah. unless Doctor Pershing has some like crazy vial of something he can like throw in the ground like Batman or something. That's not part. That's not boxing. You no. can't do Could that be. in boxing. We, we, yeah, I guess if it's like a true boxing match, rules. Have you seen everything. Rocky? Rocky didn't pull a vial out of his belt. But Drago true. did. Yeah, well, but Drago had stuff going on. So. Yeah, he was thinking a bunch of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so maybe Pershing does he does he have time to genetically enhance himself before the fight? Or not. <laughs> that's that's the important. Ask her. Yeah, that's the real. Get question. back to us next. We'll uh, get back to you week. next week. Yeah. On that one. So there's oh, a lot to get to with Elia Kane, and 
and the Dr. Pershing stuff. But while, before we get to that, I guess we'll start with the Din stuff. I feel like that's easier to get out of the way. The Din and Bo-Katan stuff, even though it was the beginning and the end. So what did you guys think there? I, I didn't expect Bo's castle to be bombed like that. Like every cool castle we see in Star Wars, whether it's Maz Kanata's castle in Force Awakens or this one, it's like, all right, I hope you enjoy that because you're not going to see much more of it. It's, like, it's really sad. I think we uh, we see our our fair share of TIE fighter uh, dogfights in Star Wars, and it can be hard to make them feel fresh. But I think they use the location of like all these mountainous like uh, valleys and like dips and everything so well. And uh, between the tension of having to get Din to his ship on time and then for him to help clean up shop and then that rug pull uh is just so well executed because like you don't even like realize how well they've been just tailed away from from the castle until it's too late i know it yep. was a great scheme by these tie fighters uh i don't know who they're working for their mysterious location uh, good tie I mean, interceptors yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's i love the i love the little mystery behind this show like we kind of have an idea of probably who's behind all this stuff and where it's going but at the moment like I don't know. Like, who who is this Imperial Remnant right now? Who is it being run by? Moff Gideon is in jail somewhat. Is, like, is he? I don't know. We hear in uh, a random throwaway line that I didn't even notice. Random throwaway line. There was a lot I of random throwaway lines. Like, oh, there's so many. I we hold on. Uh, I feel we've we've totally jumped past like the uh, like that immediate aftermath scene of. Um, of uh, underneath the minds of Mandalore. That's true. Cause like, it's very surprising <laughs> yeah. that Bo just refused to, uh, to even mention that she saw freaking mythosaur underneath. I don't like, think that's very surprising. I wouldn't I expect know. her to be like, Oh, Din, guess what? I saw a mythosaur. Like, why would she say that? What, it's what? hard to admit when you're wrong. Well, so she's like, Cause she's, also, she doesn't know if she actually saw it. I would, I was, I would assume it's a combination of, she probably doesn't know if she actually saw it or not. Um, because, like she definitely like wants to believe that something like that like is real, but at the same time, who knows? Um, I I a moment of uh, silence slash respect for the opening shot of this episode of like Din laying there passed out and <laughs> Bo's just like disassociating and like green guys just looking at Din like uh what's going on and like it was like a full like almost five second shot of just like no one moving just Din. Uh, Dude, like, the sound <laughs> Din makes was so good. He's lying there, all of a sudden you just hear, Argh. Argh. <laughs> like it's so good. I just expect a little splashback. I still so good. don't understand. Last week, how did he just trip and sink like a stone? I've been <laughs> texting armor. everyone about that. I'm like, the best car, yeah, heavy. Yeah. It's it so fast. car itself is supposed to be light, like aluminum. That's like mm. how it's when you look it up on Wikipedia. Like I think that's how it comes <laughs> up. Like. It, at the same time, though, like it doesn't take much to make you heavier than, you know, typical buoyancy, because like people are typically you, like you can float you easily float. in water if you're, uh, you know, not weighed down by a whole lot. And it doesn't take a whole lot, but he's wearing that's like that's still a, like heavy clothing plus the armor. Um, plus yeah, he ate a meal right nice. before he went in. You know what this <laughs> is? A freaking plus. You can't see a damn thing with that helmet. So 
Uh, How did it knock him out too, though? I did. I love AJ. Is, <laughs> I mean, it's a good point because Bo goes to the bottom. He's just lying there. He's I love the shot of him just laying there. And it's like, <laughs> Bo, Bo dives oh. into the water, jetpack on, and she has armor on too. It's probably not as heavy as his, I guess. I don't know. But like, and it's by the time it takes her to get down, He's already there, like, and it seems like he's been there for a couple of seconds. He Dreaming. looks like the Titanic wreckage, like, like sands like tossed over him and everything, and it's just like, what's happening here? This is what I, why I'm saying. I think it was the mythosaur. I legitimately think the mythosaur was just like, that's what I thought. Too. I agree. But I don't know. Why that's didn't I pursue them then? Too, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just didn't seem to care. Or, like, only noticed them once Bo shined a light in its eye. I mean, um, true. And then it got. It didn't it seem, could... He said he wasn't pulled. It could have been something else, but he doesn't know if he was pulled. Like he said, he fell, but like I don't know, he didn't see anything. He's not a very observant like, guy. Passed out. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Luke knew when he was yanked by the the dino, dino Luke's right? observant. So. Luke's observant. Luke is not that. Was there's something alive in, in here. water? Where was he? Where did he go? Of course, he got pulled under. What else is going to happen to him? <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole episode on. Star Wars characters being pulled underwater. Yeah, so. this is yeah. like that scene in SpongeBob where they get the cramps and they immediately they're standing in like ankle high water and then they get the cramps and they immediately sink and start drowning. That's what this is. <laughs> okay, I could see that. Yeah, I have Bo, a question uh, for you guys. Yeah, Do yeah. You think uh, Bo-Katan's kind of using is going to use the Mythosaur later down the line as a play? You know, what I mean, there's why she didn't reveal anything. Like maybe yeah. she's gonna somehow. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there That's like about like the mythosaur revealing themselves to like the chosen one or something along those lines? I don't know. Yeah, well, you uh, got to tame it. It's like an Arthurian legend at that point, right? Oh, like, hey, wait, did somebody say Arthur? Somebody say King Arthur? <laughs> no, no, no. I think uh, I think somebody said something. But yeah, I agree. I think that the, stone. the whole the whole situation with Bo here is um. I mean, like, as I, like, mentioned, like, last week is by her going in the water, she also, therefore, gets reborn. And I thought that it was really interesting on her part to keep her helmet on the entire time and, like, actually, like, abide by these rules. But I think that it, it's accident, all a ruse yeah. and she's all just, like, biding her time and getting her allies because, like, they all, all of the Mandalorians keep saying we're stronger together. And so I think that this is just one of Bo's ways to be like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to link up with these guys to see what they can offer me. And then when things start going wrong popping that helmet off and leaving but that, <laughs> so. but that's the thing that stinks she got these guys first so now she has to keep her helmet on the entire time if she recruits these guys every other group of mandalorians she can't take her helmet off from now on she's probably frustrated as hell i would be i mean like who knows what, what, what are the rules we don't what know do you think's going on there because they the way it ends they're trying to make us think oh ending. she's joining the cult but i mean what she's happened? not joining the cult she's just you know, she's outnumbered by them there, so she's like, "All right, I'll let this pass." Like, by anger, everyone joining the cult. Why would she? She joined the cult by default. Yeah, um, yeah, she exactly. Like actively did it, so it's like she's like she's not choosing. To. I, she stumbled yeah, into it. She's like, "Oh, I took I took the magic bath. My helmet's still on." But I'm, she's not like sold by the ways of the cults, obviously, and she's not Probably staying not. with them. But I think I think there is some form of like rebirth within her after seeing the mythosaur. So I'm. I wouldn't put it past her for her to get caught up in the cult's kind of like uh, pageantry, and start to maybe follow in its ways a little bit. Mm. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I Not think the that was. Thing. Well, yeah, it has to be the helmet thing. Yeah, but I don't. I think she's. She probably still thinks that's stupid. Like I think yeah, following their ways as if, okay, these waters might be kind of special, 
and the mythosaur is real. But I think that's, I, I think I said it last week where Bo has been proven right that the planet isn't cursed. They can go there. So the cult is wrong in that one. But Bo has been proven wrong that the mythosaur exists. So they, they're kind of getting points on each side of who's right, who's wrong, obviously. So I think that's just another step in them becoming united. Also, I want to preface this by saying I'm I'm sure that like there's other uses for this thing, but I like that the armor just has like this little bowl, this like this little pool that she can just just like it. This is just for checking to see if someone's been to the living water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you've been. You're good. <laughs> you know? How does she like have all of that still? Like I'm what I'm the, super interested in that. If she dips like regular water into that, like just the salt water outside, does it like ruin it or something? Like how does that? No, it's how does it's that actually work? a spittoon. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> something about the uh, bowl i don't know ancient card khalid what are your kind of you know we haven't really heard your takes on the what um the children of the watch and the cults and the armorer what are your takes on all of them especially in the start of the season i'm, I'm kind of wondering like what's their end game i'm starting like are they just existing in the cave like I, like especially with this past episode i was kind of like what do they want what's what's their end goals is it just to just almost migrate from place to place continue their religion recruit more like is that kind of thing so that's i i do like the sort of mythology of of uh mandalorians and things like that so it's it's definitely learning for me definitely things i didn't know so i was looking up mythosaurs and things like that <laughs> last episode right I was like, they look fucking awesome so <laughs> They do. But, um, they do. It's, I, I definitely, I definitely like the the mythology, and, and definitely someone like me who's not as well versed in the Star Wars lore as you guys. It's definitely a learning experience, and it's making me want to research more, just farther outwards than um the shows and the movies. And I it's like that. Cool. Like, that's good. I think oh, it's one ahead, of the best Jamie. things that the Mandalorian has done for Star Wars is that like not only has it like given us all another look at a different version of Mandalorians, but for like an average viewer, like this is their your first glance at what a group of mandalorians is and i can't wait for them to like expand more on the history of the different groups of them as well within this show because like they they need to talk more about like bo katan's like past with death watch and all of that and like how the cult was born out of death watch i think that is also super important that they need to talk about i think that possibly in the future of like this ex entire experience like with the cult and bo katan like maybe i think personally a conflict of interest is going to come up definitely with uh between her and the armorer because i i'm pretty damn sure bo katan knows who the armorer is and the armorer clearly knows who she is so that's gonna be that's something and i think it'll probably get revealed more so of who the armorer like actually is was she someone of importance um to bo katan like I think that'll be really important, and so then it'll be more of like, well, hey, your leader did this, and it's be like, oh, well, hey, well, you did this, and like that'll that'll be cool. There's definitely going to be some sort of beef there. Like it's not it's just going to be, oh, you're in, and then everyone gets along. We know Mandalorians famously don't all get along, so something's been waiting a, a, a long time to see Bo and the armorer like like see each other and yeah. interact and see what that's like. How do they react to each other? Do they are are they like? Are they friendly? Are they neutral? Is there hostility? And I didn't really detect any hostility. I mean, like the armor was just being all armory, and Bo was just like just there, and she didn't really yeah. seem that brushed off by being there like directly either. So I don't know. And and the only character who really was directly antagonistic and then like passively so was Paz. 
And so now yeah. I'm wondering, is Paz Vizsla going to be more of the antagonist than the armor? Because yeah. like mm. she seems to be like, hey, listen, I'm just here. I I I bang I'm, I bang the hammer. I make I make the good best car. Don't bother me. Don't piss me off. Yeah, that's a that's a charged word. It can be used a lot of ways. He does have a son. We think so. <laughs> yeah, he's he is like so happy to find any excuse to keep them out of there, and. Uh, is seething in that helmet like it's so amazing how like the show restricts so much of like uh what makes actors uh like really show off their performance those like little micro expressions and he's just like and like you, you don't tell. see a damn yeah. thing you could feel it it's <laughs> very tense like tense yeah. like you could strike at any moment i i know exactly what you're saying because i felt that too when he first appeared again it's hard yeah. to tell if he's just protective or i don't think he was in that final scene patting everyone on the back i don't which, think so i no. think he's legit he was there but he was, that's when he was seething he's just like yeah maybe he feels so, he should be the one in charge so yeah. like as, as yeah, matt just said like he's yeah. he's a dark paper so, that's like, not surprising yeah like pat he challenged in for it last uh yeah. book of boba so. he did and he lost and he can yeah. do it again but like that as yeah. matt just said like he's a vizsla at the end of the day so like he has that built-in like i have this honored family name and he's gonna like do his damnedest to like protect that family name and like he's well aware of like what Bo-Katan's like family has done and I personally am obsessed with that theory that the armorer is Brooke Cast um who is a follower of Maul um because that would be someone that isn't necessarily like top tier like everyone knows who she is but everyone who's a Mandalorian would know who she is because I think it's also just so important that the armorer doesn't have a name she's just the armorer yeah. um and so there's, like there's i something behind that i'd behind count there. that this entire cult of the children of the watch they don't know who the armorer actually is like if she has an actual name so i think that's going to be a big reveal and i think that when it is revealed whoever she is it's going to be really impactful and pretty much make everyone doubt and a cool i mean it, the amount of times we've been like oh this is this person <laughs> or this is this thing and it doesn't end up happening i mean this will probably be under that too but yeah i think that's what i think <laughs> file under omega's theme does, the boba fett theme song oh she does God. have the horns on her helmet yeah. which all of maul's followers had so i mean that would be just dave filoni you know big big driver behind this show doing. so like yeah who knows um, yeah i mean you're not wrong i guess matt never wants to believe in the fun things <laughs> no i, I never <laughs> do he was like it's a, gonna, it's firm, gonna be an original firm. character that's not attached to anything wasn't no, no no but matt was a firm believer of the uh the whole pike uh uh no he was with that, you were yeah, you? you yeah, and me. Oh, Jamie and I where the Pikes are the yeah. villains uh, yeah, yeah. team. You and me, man. Okay. Legendary right. team. Up. If he was on Creed Realism's all, Realism boys. The Realism <laughs> boys. That's us. <laughs> uh, uh, Brent had a good comment a ways back before we move on to Coruscant. The, mm -hmm. the B plot or the A plot for this episode. But uh, what you... Yeah, I, I don't think Bo is plotting or planning anything in this moment. I think kind of what Matt said, like she saw the Mythosaur. Am I, I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. I'd be so confused because you find something out that you thought wasn't true. And then all of her people left her. All of her people left her. Like She she yeah. felt lonely in her castle with just that droid. Her castle gets bombed. So she just feels... that droid, by the way. It, oh, good work yeah. and you got nothing for it. They might have made it out. <laughs> no, he didn't Probably not. No. He's, He's a droid. They can, re they can they rebuild don't... them. They're gonna rebuild it back and pick up everything. I don't think they are. I think they're, <laughs> it, they're out of there. I think Bo just for this moment feels 
welcomed by these people. I don't know. And she's just taking it in. Really or she just we... she's just pissed under her helmet and we can't see her reaction. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I think. I, I think that she's <laughs> she's just being she's just being respectful of the entire situation because she realizes it because like yeah, she did have like a spiritual experience of this whole she experienced this whole like rebirth essentially. But she's also just like, is this something I'd really believe in? And like seeing this group of people who do fully believe in all of this, like yeah, it's gonna have some influence on you. But I think that Bo-Katan is strong enough to not just like be all in for the cult <laughs> she's she's not there yeah. for the cult stuff she's there for herself and she is there to support din i think that is like the other big part of it is like she's like all in of like supporting din and what he is trying to do and i think that's really cool for yeah. all you revenge of the sith lovers out there oh here we go well this, this is a good transition because i'm gonna bring up revenge of the sith but quickly i always kind of make fun of how how fast anakin like calls Palpatine master and turns to the Sith. If Bo Katan joined this cult, that'd be even more ridiculous. Like turning yeah. on that so fast. But anyways, uh, she at least had a spiritual journey. Anakin just watched a master get yeeted out a window. That, <laughs> that's that's really one holds a lot more narrative and thematic significance. <laughs> the seeing starts. Mace Windu get lit up like a Christmas tree is is a spiritual journey all in and itself. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Mace Windu lives. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. I'm the realism boy. I say no. So, yeah, yeah, Matt is the Bendu. He's in the middle. So, Matt showed me this earlier from Reddit. I'm going to play a little clip here. But we see Coruscant. This is from uh, Mando, right? And then we see Revenge of the Sith here any moment. Here it is. Oh, that's nice. And then I don't know who shared this on Reddit. There's this scene. Where he's talking to Grievous, and then it's it's the same shot, mm. so they reuse ah, the shot they for like, Revenge of the uh, re- Remaster it or anything like that, or they re- it looks like a little bit. It? Yeah, well, look at it a little better. It's a bit brighter. The, same model, same couple more lights on. Tracking shot. Yeah. the CG the effect Gussie boys up. in the basement. They needed a break. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have There's a lot more lights on. I yeah, have, yeah. I love New Republic Coruscant. Like I, oh, yeah, big time. Good time. How we even got to see it, like. This this was incredible, and I love getting to see it right after everything with Andor because we have like the full experience of like Imperial Coruscant, and then we don't see what's happening during like the rebuilding years because now we're comfortably in the Republic has been rebuilt and this is what's going on and everything's happy and everything's bright and everything's colorful and I love how it just fits the vibe of the Mandalorian like the vibe of like Andor is dark it's drab it's it's death it's war the vibe of the Mandalorian has been it's really bright it's really colorful it's fun it's Star Wars and Having like fun, guys. even though this was like drab like skept- yeah, yeah you know there was like yeah. a lot of like weirdness going on during this entire shit. sequence it was very on brand with Mandalorian but and one thing I love that one thing you notice, or one thing I noticed before anything else, is the juxtaposition between Andor, no aliens, and uh, Mando, New Republic. Everybody's an alien. Well, alien. Everybody's a Twi'lek. Yeah. Everybody's a Twi'lek, or that big fuzzy guy on the train. It's just a bunch, a bunch of different aliens all around. Fuzzy I mean, guy on the train. Matt, did you does... see the? Did you see the Fergosian in the background? I have a list. I have a list of the aliens <laughs> I saw in the background. The Fragaisian, Fragaisian. Yeah. was there he was yeah. there I, I could not he was chilling i could not get take my eyes off him for the split second he was there and there was also um i don't know the name of the species because i don't think it has a name but we call them the chinchinians from obi-wan 
the guy with the giant <laughs> chin, like the really giant chin. Not the Balchinian. I thought you were literally making a Ben Black reference, and I'm like, wait. I mean, I am making <laughs> really? a Men in Black crossover. <laughs> I am making a, a Men in Black reference. The censored version, where they call it a chin chin. Uh, yeah, which is just <laughs> awful. I love how that? lived in it felt. Like it felt tangible. Yeah. Like, it, it felt real. Like you could touch it. Everything yeah. from when they went to it was it was like a carnival. And they, yeah. they looked yeah. at the, the rock and then the little Ooh, light up ice pops. Like it the just glow popsicles. Those are awesome. Those are cool. Like the music plan. They'll be at Disney World somewhere. Like dude, they should be. Oh, They'll be out in the middle of it. Yeah. If it's in the Mandalorian, it'll show up at Galaxy's Edge right away. If it's in the Bad Batch, mm. they'll never talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But um pretty much. Yeah. So uh the, the opera carnival. house was oh yeah. The opera um, house was also really cool. I like how that's yeah, the first thing they showed us. Dude, the same yeah. shot yeah. as Anakin running up, which maybe that's a there's a few things in this episode that hint at Elia Kane being truly evil. I've had my random theories overnight, but at the end of the day, I woke up. She's evil. What am I thinking? So <laughs> num- number one, at the end of the day, you woke up. At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get your sleep yeah, like a, back in order, yeah. bud. <laughs> Tough times. So, <laughs> at the beginning, uh, we see Elia Kane running up the stairs late to the thing, just like That's Anakin. It. Anakin's oh. evil. I just kind of made that up, but that makes sense, right? That, no, that actually so, is pretty good. Later on, she has a red popsicle. Uh oh. Pershing has the blue one. We all know what that means. And with the biscuits, the Imperial travel biscuits, she liked the red ones. Yeah. So, oh. so red, that means red is bad. bad. Yeah. Red is the flavor. Confirmed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Red's a flavor. It's probably Red like cinnamon. Flavor. Yeah, what is cinnamon. cinnamon? Strawberry. Like cinnamon crackers. Yeah. A berry yeah. flavor. Yeah. Cinnamon, cinnamon graham crackers are good. Cinnamon graham crackers. Yeah, I guess. It's the best kind. You put, so, put as a popsicle? No, oh, we're, we're talking, talking about popsicle. crackers. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I thought they were talking about crossed. popsicles, too. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Popsicles sound awful. I think somehow both are being spoke of. Um, hmm. but yeah, so Dr. Pershing's TED talk in the beginning. <laughs> Great. Cloners. I'm telling you our theory that Omega is the first strand cast, I think is going to come true. I think that is where they're heading. And I, I think he's trying to replicate the strand cast formula and he's trying to, you know, go all in. I agree. I mean, like yeah. I, I said this in our, our last episode, not our live, but our last episode about the Bad Batch in which I talked for an hour and a half and I do apologize. Um, but I, I that theory is that like, <laughs> oh, Omega, this isn't confirmed anywhere, but my theory is that Omega is the first um, successful strand cast and Nala was the one to do it. Um, obviously later on, like Snoke is a strand cast and the Palpatine clone is a strand cast. Um, and Dathan. Yep. Yes, uh, he was a very successful one because they can successfully strand cast uh, normal humans. They can't do the force sensitive ones that well. So, like, I think that the way the way that things are going, in the Bad Batch is like that's going to be like that focus. But the way that it's like tying in here with the Mandalorian, which is probably why they delayed the Bad Batch, is because it all goes back to cloning and the strand casts and Palpatine's grand scheme. Um, yeah. And like the fact that like in this episode, Doctor Pershing like mentions specifically the Kaminoans laid the groundwork of all of this and it's uh research that yes. like I've been like working on trying to replicate he's trying to do their work again it's not like it, so it successfully has happened before he's just trying to do it again so like 
I love how cloning is just such a big thing in Star Wars now. I, I, I find it all fascinating. I, know. I don't know you, why. Yeah. But... You got to think it's like George Lucas sitting on the toilet one day and he's like, the Clone Wars. <laughs> and it's become like the biggest thing on the planet. Like <laughs> the, the biggest everywhere. thing in Star Wars lore. Everything's a clone now. Everything's clone well, this, clone that. That, that was the funny thing, right? Like uh, before the prequels came out, like that was the one thing that when the EU started to kick off uh, with the Thrawn trilogy that they couldn't touch the clones. So like the best they could do was like, oh, well, there's like the Sparty clones or whatever, uh, yeah. which are like like half clone offshoots masters. or whatever. Yeah. The, you know, the, the ones that attacked the Republic in Luke. Oh, oh, with two U's, because that's what you yeah. did when you Clean, yeah. somebody. We barely know what they're talking about either. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Thrawn trilogy is great, but there are some rough parts. But anyway, my point, my point being that like um I forgot what my point clone. was, but yeah. Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh it's nice to like see that now the dam has broke, uh, we can like freely explore it in a context that is now established and there yeah. isn't all this like murky water stuff, which was fun at the time, but like it's just it's nice to have it a little more fleshed out. Exactly. It's more concrete now that we know like what the clone wars were there isn't any like you don't have to go back and retcon and be like oh well the clone masters and the clones that were featured in this were actually an offshoot that happened you know in 40 bby it's like no and you know it's just the clone wars we know what right, they yeah. are like you don't have to worry about that anymore so pershing leaves his little ted talk and then is talking with all the rich people there oh huh. which i let the worst there's a lot of mon calamari in this episode dude there were but i love why yeah. you know one of the best aliens so it's cool to see them and the one guy he's like imagine me in the war crazy <laughs> honey that Never. was the empire oh, oh, oh empire did i do a little fascism i can't i can't tell i like punch that guy in the face it, it was so like, I, I talk a lot about like uh imperial arrogance like in like the all the star wars media and like there's been like really good examples of all of it but like it all they also can do a rich asshole like really well yep. and it's it's fantastic to see because like i, I don't want to see any more of those guys ever again because they did their job they're they are the scum rich people of the galaxy um and i don't need to know anything more about them that's it we're good yeah but this it did its part <laughs> plays so well with the sequels with specifically everybody's favorite canto Last bite I? Yeah. Yes. your boys on canto bite, yeah. the boys on canto <laughs> bite <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Canto Bites like it's just a really cool, you know, what what whatever you think of the movie or not, Canto Bites a cool location and like the I people agree. there, the detail there, the work that went into it. And it's yeah. just cool. And then politically, Matt, I know I don't don't always look for the politics and things, go, but go, like Matt they does. bring it up like the they rich do. people, the rich people play, don't care who's in play power. for the good and the bad, yeah. The elites so like, only care that they get power and it, whoever's in power as long as they keep them in power too they don't care that's all they you know want, right? as long as they got their yeah. money they have their power they don't have to worry about who's in charge so this More guy you know, it plays into this guy doesn't care who it is you know ooh, everybody's coming in and out who cares i've just got my money and i and i'm fine you know it's the same kind of thing as like in canto bite they don't care that there's a war going on they're they're profiting off of it like they're 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 rich Partying because it of up, it gambling they yeah, don't care. Someone has to be distributing these shipments of weapons and yeah. and uh, and everything. Exactly. Yeah, change up the design a little bit. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, put a little red go. stripe on this side. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well like, it's a different ship. 
in Dark Forces in Baron's head, you can literally see like crates of Imperial logos and Rebellion logos literally stacked on top of each other. And it's Did like no one's questioning. Dark Forces? I said Dark Forces. You said Dark <laughs> Forces. <laughs> Uh, we need an alarm. Person. We need. We need. No, like we do not need off. the guitar. No, it doesn't need to be any more obnoxious. Twenty-minute graphic. <laughs> Khalid, what? Um, did I know, you know who that was. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Khalid, did you? Um, what were your thoughts on seeing Coruscant again? And what did you think of how it looked yeah. in Andor? And like, kind of compared to this, you know, kind of looked like the old Coruscant we all knew too in this. I I loved seeing it. Like I was saying before, just the fact that it felt all lived in everything from when we were back. What was that? The Senate room. And when he was doing his little TED talk to when the, he in the rehabilitation houses. And I do sort of compare that to Andor because I felt like Andor and so far Mandalorian have really making this universe feel lived in. Yeah. Like it's not it's like it's I like things that are more tangible, like it's actual sets. It's like it's not just the, the, the basic green screen that we're seeing. Things feel more real and more lived in. And especially I think uh, sort of to switch topics just a little bit like from what I've seen in Andor, I haven't finished it. I know we've talked about this day. <laughs> it's all good. But it's, all good. it's again, it's uh, Andor relied heavily on their locations and and the sets that they built. So I, that, I'm always just a fan of just actually really seeing and trying our your best to do it for real. Just that I feel I feel like it gets that effect and that vibe over better than just basic green screen or the volume that they've been using lately. Absolutely, yeah, I, and I mean you work works so you well. work in TV yeah. and film, so like. You know that stuff, and you know you and Matt as well. You guys did that stuff together in school, so like that stuff's important to you guys, and it's important to me. Like Andor looks yeah, just so us. good. No, no. Yeah, just yeah, you guys. Just you guys. It's not like that's how like we met. How guys. How much, how much you guys have seen all the sausages made, so like. <laughs> um, I I agree yeah. with all like all of that. I think that. Um, this episode of The Mandalorian really showed um, a good mix of how they're using the volume well um, and using real sets because like there's a few moments like in the episode that are like a little wonky. Like look at when they're in space with the TIE fighters. <laughs> yeah. Looked, looked <laughs> but other weird. than that, like everything looked like really, really good. And like I, a lot of it, we know majority of it is on the volume, but like there was like a, a good portion as well that were like those tangible sets. And I feel like <laughs> fresh off of andor like seeing like um seeing the physical sets again is just like so refreshing so like getting this like re revamped version in the volume i think that i know that andor was airing when it was airing things were pretty much like wrapped up at that point for like production for mando but at the same time they definitely like heard a little bit and they're like all right we are like working through and making sure our technology like works with it so like it looked good and it looked fresh and I love how glitzy Coruscant looked. And then you get to the amnesty house again. It looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I loved all of that. The projects. It's like, it's like we're back <laughs> in, yeah. it's like we're back in yeah. Andor. We it got the like concrete, brutalist pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is perfect to show how like it is like in a sense, they are still in this Imperial remnant because like the new Republic has just shown how everything is like all like built up and it's happy and it's, it's colorful and it's great. And then like, there are these people in this amnesty program, which we're, we're going to have to talk to at great length. Um, like it, it's just wild how they have like uh, this program going on, but they're just sticking these people in these concrete cookie cutter apartments um, still in uniforms, still referred to by their numbers. Like, yeah, that's weird. I that mean, was really odd. Still in prison, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Then, even well, the, their apartments look very nice. Their co yeah, inside they were nice. Look at that. Um, but their their coworkers, wherever Doctor Pershing was working, which was also very Andorish, were 
We see Cyril doing the desk job as well. Yeah, on he's course. got his cubicle stuff. He's got his cubicle. Going through paperwork or whatever those, essentially paperwork. Right. He, was logging, he was logging things for uh, for demolition. Very fun, very fun mm -hmm. job. Uh, his coworker there called him by his number too. So it's like you kind of see the interesting. comparisons. That guy was like a New Republic guy. Like he was yeah. clearly like a New Republic like officer. He had like uh, the Purina logo like badge like still Purina and everything. Purina logo. Yeah. He, it's, it's a family guy reference. It's a family guy reference. Anyway, no, I don't. I don't. I pick it's up. It's in the Star one. Wars one. It's in Anyways. the Star Wars. It's anyway. Um, he has like the funny like badges and whatnot that like the rebellion still wears, and so he is like a New Republic officer. But he's referring to this guy by his number, not bothering to learn his name. So it's like, so how good is the New Republic now, ladies and gentlemen? It's, it's like taking away their humanity. You know what I mean? Like you're, you talk about rehabilitation, wanted to integrate you back into society, but we're calling you like N seven eight one. It's like. <laughs> Thank you. That's really like I really yeah. feel yeah. human again. Well, like, FN two one eight seven. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like it's also tough, right? Because they're they're essentially war criminals. Um, yeah. They're lucky. That is that is the thing. that they can be. <laughs> no, I, I, love that gray with, area, right? It, I agree <laughs> more with you, Jack. That they are basically just like former Nazis that you're like yeah. putting like behind we a desk to them. like do like. I still think it's weird that they refer to them as numbers. I don't really get that. But I also yeah, don't think that don't it's like, them. yeah, I mean, there's no point to that. I don't think, I don't really see why you can't just call him Pershing. And, you know? and I think right. um, one thing that I think is funny is that I think that in some ways the new Republic has slightly better morals than the United States of America, because I mean, operation Probably. paperclip, anyone, uh, uh, we literally were totally fine with signing over Nazi scientists who knew how to do, knew how to do rockets so that we could have better rockets and, yeah. and build our first space shuttles. Um, basically is. is questionable ethics behind that uh, regardless of what just... the, even those scientists wanted to do like thinking of them as Dr. Pershing the the Nazi scientists but also you know people don't talk about the, the Japanese war criminals they got off scot-free you know mm. there's there was supposed to be a big oh my god it's the Tokyo trials I believe it's the Tokyo trials it was supposed to be as big as the Nuremberg trials and the, the United States suppressed all that let yeah. all of the people That's who true. worked at uh, unit 731 don't google it if you want to keep your lunch because that stuff is just awful uh mm. human experimentation stuff that's very similar to the kind of stuff that we're seeing the empire doing now and the empire did while the empire was the empire um yeah so, so history lesson for the day the fact that they are like actively outlawing uh the science that he was doing genetic engineering and clone science like regardless of his intentions like yeah it's unethical yeah. and uh it's good that they aren't giving into that even if there is a benefit to it because it is unexplored and they can't explore it without breaking ethics exactly you they already broke ethics to get where they were no need to use that stuff <laughs> i warned you i warned Lost you i said don't yeah. don't do it it's awful it's yeah it's i'm mostly googling stuff. it myself right now it's <laughs> i ain't Googling. do you want did you want to be sad <laughs> sit down sit down read that before bed don't sleep appreciate um, that yeah if you have to stay so, up late <laughs> one thing that's interesting that we know about the new republic um if you've read the books and kind of have an understanding of, and i think it's in resistance the other animated show there that the New Republic isn't really that great anyways. The like they, they don't see the First Order when they rise up as really a threat. And they're a bit corrupt with a lot of their politicians, which I guess who isn't, right? Yeah. But that's why but, Leia, Leia kind of gets kicked out uh, in one of the books, Bloodline. Oh, right? Bloodlines, yeah. yeah. In blood, yeah. Bloodline is... is that's how the Resistance important. starts. Because the Resistance, 
sees yeah. the first order as a threat, the new Republic given, doesn't, and they they're a total that. mess. The Senate yeah. by that point is just as bad as the Republic was. Uh, the Republic Senate was in the prequel era, and like right. they're like giving into identity politics, and that's well, the that's whole the reason thing. like it's kicked out. There's uh, no and the fact that they're decommissioning or anything yeah. like that, but it's partisan politics yeah. that that destroys the new Republic, much like the partisan politics we're seeing now. But I do want to make sure we don't, you know, I've seen a lot of people. This has been a big sticking point today. A lot of people are like, the New Republic's just as bad as the Empire. Why did our heroes even fight if the New Republic's going to end up just as bad as the Empire? And I'm like, you guys have to be absolutely insane (laughs) to think that the New Republic is even close to as bad as the Empire. Even one shred of an iota as bad as the Empire. It's not as bad. It's just they're not, they're not, it's not perfect. No, it's not perfect. doing odd things here and there but like that that's just how it goes I mean, it's, a, it's just it's like our way. own society like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not exactly. as bad as the fascist state that the empire ran things under people were under genuine fear when they when, like the coruscant that we saw during the imperial rule was not one of of comfort and and festivities or anything like that yeah. there's no there's no kindness right. there like I mean, and and honestly even, they weren't intending to to mind wipe the crap out of dr pershing like no that wasn't their intent the fact that there's no safety standards or, or like you know a, a cutoff <laughs> switch or something that says yeah, hey, you guys. can't go past this setting what are you crazy Come or on. like a protocol of like someone staying in there who's actually licensed to use that machine yeah space right. lock, lock, lock it, it under a lid or something a plexiglass learning as they go. case yeah. try something yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it uh child lock right. like a window i think controller windows do you think it's a coincidence just like kind of that i mean i guess all the all the people at lucasfilm work together and Filoni and Fabrau and um, Rick Famuyuma all knew that all knew Andor was coming and what they were kind of kind of they probably saw a bit of Andor while they were making Mando right like it wasn't yeah it wasn't coincidence that this episode felt very um Andor right no they're definitely gonna like look at like oh this is what's gonna like come out like beforehand this is what has happened before and this is where it's gonna grow to that's just basic continuity so I would assume that like they would try to like make that effort in their in their efforts here before just completely changing things yeah yeah i could see which that. they have done i you know um, i was a little confused as to why they would set anything on coruscant considering the status of coruscant point. has fallen dramatically after the war um right so i think that i think that was specifically too juxtaposed with andor yeah. i think that one thing and everyone knows it yeah everyone knows coruscant and it would be like showing it totally differently i think that it's important that we know that um the senate is now on hosnian prime um, because they only showed on Coruscant here the amnesty program and like all of that admin work. And then um, obviously New Republic like headquarters where he has his like Blade Runner therapy sessions. Yeah. Um, and then like uh, the the theater where they have from Squid Lake and whatnot. And so like it's not like the Senate is actually there anymore. Um, right. It is yeah. elsewhere. Although I did see like a graphic of like the Senate building when they went on the, the train. <gasps> Trains in Star Wars, guys. Oh, my God. I haven't talked about the train yet. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> The train, train was was cool. so good. the train was so good. The security <laughs> droids on the train were terrible. Like I love the security so droids slow. though. I yeah, love how they cool were looking, but they were a cool like combo Terminator. of like yeah, a classic like uh Macquarie droids combination of like uh the Republic security droids we see in the Clone Wars that like run around helping Ahsoka and Master Sinube. And like I, I loved like just just love trains, guys. Trains good and Star year. Wars. 
or a good time to be a, a subway fan too because you get a lot of <laughs> got a lot of corsant subways going on they are relying on metal, on metal rails in a, in a world where they have uh they technology it's they just went. technology but it no but they went. heard i heard subway noise i heard the grinding of wheel brakes oh you on, gotta throw it in at, at first it I just know, like, like went it's like the spurs it, it, on boba fett or something yeah yeah well yeah, they're I not guess. there but it's just because that's all they think is like wait a minute Wait a minute. Are these trains are these trains riding on rails? Because that's ridiculous. I like how... terrified on like a hover train, like thousands of feet in the air. I mean it's just a plane, I guess. But yeah, like, the I don't like planes shot of either. it's just like ah. um, yeah. But yeah, I love how it was like complete with like creatures being on the subway. Like I was like oh, they're yeah. normally like would be like I, I loved like all of that. Like there's just like the people judging you reading and then like just some big hairy class. dude staring at you. Who's the like, big hairy dude? Have you seen that species before? I feel would, like we've seen that species just before. A chill bro. <laughs> He's, it's bothering me. If anybody knows in the chat, let me know because it's bothering me. Where have we seen that guy before? Matt, it seems like you have a case of the Tongs days. <laughs> hey. Tongs days, am I oh, right? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Is Bendu Day like a holiday or is that just another day of the nope, week? No, it's Friday. Saturday or Friday. Or there's only five okay. days. So There's only five Tongs days. Day. So. Is it Tuesday or Thursday? There's only Wednesday. five days, Jack. We can't, so, we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> we can't equate days if there's not the same amount of days. Here's my thinking. So Tong's oh, days. I sit down. Oh, that that's oh, supposed that's to good. be her saying Mondays. Am I right? Oh, that's the yes, classic yeah. thing. But yeah, I, if it's a five day week, let's just say it's Monday to Friday. That's easy to do, right? Yeah, sure. Tong's days Wednesday. These shows come out on Wednesday. So they knew what they were doing. People are watching it, and it's they're saying the day it is. In Except universe. for the Bindu day. Well, the Tong's. Like, that's like Bindu day. That's what that's what he says at the beginning when they're in the office. He's like, "Happy, Happy Bindu, Bindu Day, Bindu Day." Yeah. But when she says it later, yeah, Tong's it's a different day. Am I right? That's like, day. oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's after is... some time, and he's had some time to ruminate. It's a little, little bit of time. Anyway, Happy Bindu Day. It's at least been a day, so it could have just been the next day, which is the Monday of the of the week. There you go. Does that so they have no weekends. weekends. That's no weekends. Yeah. Dude, workers, oh, workers' okay. rights in the New Republic. <sighs> Yeah. Did you did you ever watch this? Like I was watching this and thinking about how unsafe their transportation is. Like of course, they're like switching yeah. train cars. I'm like, what the fuck? And then you can do that on a New York takes, train. I don't recommend the, it. The taxi he takes, how easy it is to just fall off the building. If you yeah, wanted. like that's why I watch this. I'm just like, what the fuck? Where's the safety here? Droid, Droid can't even keep his eyes on the road. I'm saying, yeah. Random <laughs> Jedi could just fall into your cab at a moment's Dude. notice. You can never know. Jedi poodle. Exactly. Don't think about (laughs) space OSHA violations. Just don't think about it because you'll be here all all week, all night, all year. (laughs) Matt, that guy's on Canto Bite. Everyone's saying thank you. Okay, so we're back to Canto Bite. I knew I saw him. I knew I saw him. I want to go back to Canto Bite. So we talked about the past couple of weeks how John Favreau and Dave Filoni don't exactly know the time frame here and it doesn't matter everyone settle down it's not a huge deal no, i'm already mad Khalid, i'm sure you've heard the discourse that like i've read it grogu's said, with what grogu's with <laughs> it's the darth vader what what so <laughs> it's very confusing but we're going with the flow i think this kind of showed that a lot of time has gone by because the last time we saw alia kane was end of season two right right when we saw that finale i think she was on the ship so yeah. that has apparently been like zero to three years ago or something. And I, we were supposed to believe <laughs> okay. she's in the amnesty program. So it's, it takes some time to turn Imperial to be good. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, 
So I think that's just another thing to show time's gone by. I still maintain that each season is a year. That's it. Maybe. That's just how it is. Okay. I I think that's just how they're they're treating it. I don't think they've given any thought to the timeline, like legitimately like sat down. Which is hilarious. (laughs) They're just making the shows and they're just assuming like, oh, a year has gone by because it's the next season. But Grief Karka's aged like 10 years. Dude, he's being aged like a fine wine, but sorry, like the high magistrate, being the high magistrate, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. Be, is a stressful thing, dude. You, you, Presidents you, between their first, he doesn't look stressed. first term and last term. He's having a time, always, right? You see how he's dressed? Oh yeah, yeah like, it's, it's all up front. What? Yeah, he's always having to slow down for the droids carrying his his uh, train. <laughs> train. <laughs> There's a big bottle of spotchka in his desk. Speaking of droids, we've already talked about two different kinds, but I love the little security droid around the big rock, Umate. No, or, oh, Umate. Yeah. I, yeah. Go away from it. First of all, nice High Republic <laughs> reference. Oh my god! Like yeah, yeah. I'm just like, so excited that they like talked about this because I don't think it's shown up in like in yes. anything yet, right? Aside yeah, from the High Republic. So- Nope. Okay. It was in Clone Wars. It was yeah. in Clone. It, it, that's been Monument Plaza has been a staple of Star Wars. I think since the Imperial like city era in from like Legends, um, and Umate has been a thing for like quite a while. In Clone Wars, actually show the mountain peak, and it looks very. I mean, they they really just tried to recreate it. Yeah. Um, because that's where who somebody meets somebody else. I don't remember uh, the episode. There's an episode. I'm trying to remember the episode, but somebody meets Ahsoka undercover while she's on the run, I think. Is it like literally Ventress? Yeah. So it, anyway. it's in Clone Wars, but it's not referenced by the name. Right. So they this don't is say the first. Yeah. The name but they the mention world. it in the High Republic book. Yeah, in Light of the Jedi. They... Yeah. Okay. So it's the double mentioning of it. Mm-hmm. And second very stressed out when he was and reaching the out to touch it. can touch. Oh yeah, Obi Wan meets up with Satine. That's it. Thank you. Obi Wan okay, meets yeah, up yeah. with Satine on ah. Monument Plaza, and it looks very different. And uh, we made a video about this. There's a riot uh, oh, yeah, that yeah. happens on Monument Plaza after the fall of the Empire. If you watch Return of the Jedi Special Editions, the at the end when everybody's celebrating on Coruscant, that's Monument Plaza. Palpatine statue. Yeah. Palpatine statue comes down, and right after that, the Empire comes in and mows everyone down. Um, it's like a big <laughs> massacre that people talk about. And then, like five years later, <laughs> everybody's like, "Woo, even popsicles!" Return of the Jedi brushes over that. It's, everyone's <laughs> celebrating, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. cut, cut, cut. <laughs> but, well, anyway, uh, from aftermath. Yeah, no, nice that was higher public reference. Nice higher public reference. It was very cool Dark. to see, and we hear the March of the Resistance playing. Yeah, over like uh, the circus music style there, which is cool. Which definitely and... indicates so... that it's it's a it's a real life march, kind of like mm-hmm. the Imperial March. Um, yeah, yeah, which is cool. So, so I I've been burned before by the music in these shows because the, the Book of Boba Fett, especially like you, you guys know, like I thought that Omega's theme was in the theme song, and that also the Crimson Dawn motif was in it because it was it very it was, but then it like wasn't. But in this one. Resist the resistance theme, March of the Resistance was clearly in the background. Yes. We all heard it. We it, it was there. Um, so You're not crazy. I want to know why they chose it for Elliot Kane. Because like yeah. she she has a lot of depth. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, because like initially, like my initial like thoughts you hear the resistance march, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the beginning of like the early days of the resistance, kind of like how we have like 
the early rebels like showing up in like the bad batch but like even if we have like the early resistance people they're gonna be like really nuts like really crazy because like like think of like a like sagar era style like they they well, are okay, yeah. early rebel. Rails. that's what i mean yeah. so like yeah, I don't know. I think so, the early resistance people are going to be people like Carson Teva, who are fighting the Imperial Remnant. But that's, no one else it, really knows about the First Order right now. The yeah, other time so, that theme has played was in season two yeah, with Carson they, Teva. Carson Teva. The, but that was like, why do they play it over Carson Teva? Well, we know why. But then why do they also play it over Lia Kane talking? Like it starts right when she starts talking about how to make a choice. Well, but maybe it's kind of it, like, to, yeah, go ahead, Jack. Oh, it definitely sounds diegetic. So I think it was just like uh, an old marching tune that uh, the resistance took up for their as their as their brand, you know. And I, uh, I don't know if it goes any farther than that for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Jack. I don't think them yeah. playing it over her meant anything. I told AJ that yesterday. He was like, "What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> well, kind of. But I like if it was playing the whole scene, that's fine. But like, it started right when she like sh changes the focus to a more serious tone of the conversation. Um, yeah, she's literally like, if it's important to the New Republic, if it's something that could benefit them, that's something that you have to take into your own hands to like, essentially rebel against this New Republic in order to do this. Like, that's like what her messaging is there. And, and we know later on, she's just like, getting him to do something. But like, it's just, why, why would they put the resistance theme in there? And I mean, then have her do because... this like double cross for like the New Republic. But then also, she's she's not, she's also a double crossing the actual New Republic. And so like, who is she working for? <laughs> just a, a red agent. herring, just so that, like you know that her diso like so you think her disobeying isn't uh, of ill intent, and you like up until the moment where she's like intending to to mind wipe him fully, you're like sold on her being. That's true. On Could the right side of the coin, because uh, like you know, like up until she does that, you could assume that she's not, you know being cruel but like looking back like the second watch like it's total entrapment from her side but like her report probably doesn't show all the times that she egged him on and can like like pushed him to do this um so he just gets the brunt of that yeah right it's it's nuts because like when when she act when he gets arrested they make no efforts to arrest her so the only way they would do that is if um they had assigned her to book him essentially to like arrest him for something so she's already working as like a plant for the new republic and so it's 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 baffling like what who i is think she really? what i think happened was yeah like, like i don't know what her who she is really either uh but like as far as because like I, in my head i'm like why would the new republic just like pull a, a straight up entrapment like even america doesn't like we have laws against that but like it makes sense if she's like just doing it under the radar uh and like they just like maybe she faked a report and like said hey uh i think we should look into pershing he might be get like liable to getting up into his own way his old ways and while we know that if he wasn't egged on he probably would have just given it up and just done his thing um she did she did push him to do that so like i think at the end of the day she probably got them to sniff in his direction and then just entrapped him from there yeah yeah what do you think khalid yeah i'm still i'm still wondering what her angle is because i know me and aj me and you spoke about it the other day we're like is she secretly sort of covering the tracks where you know working for moff gideon yeah is she is she really with with the new republic mm -hmm. but she just really loves torture and wants to stay and watch him suffer 
Like I, I was, I was just watching that, and I honestly, I think I've maybe liked this storyline more. <laughs> <laughs> That's her watching him suffer. Exactly, exactly. Like, like, she's evil. Like nobody yeah, watches yeah. a guy getting like his mind wiped <laughs> eating a biscuit like that. So, she's so like, sinisterly. I, I don't care who I work for. I just want to see people suffer. <laughs> biscuit like dry as hell. I, I found yeah. myself really gravitating toward, towards this storyline more than I did. Um, uh, the Mando storyline, and honestly, I think just these two actors—they were just fantastic. The way they carried it, um, yeah. Kane and what push pushing Pushkin, Pershing, Pershing, Pershing. I want to call him yeah. Pershkin so bad, Pershing. But dude, like, he's a pen, pen. Pusher, pencil pusher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just pen I really fell for his character, just in the fact that he was really looking to connect. He was he was very remorseful for what he did, but he really thought he was helping out and just. He was looking for a friend, and she totally just took advantage of that. And I'm just watching, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, damn, I know she's going to fuck him over. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And maybe I was just hoping, it's like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they're just both trying to just do right now. And then when it happened, I was like, damn. <laughs> and, then I, and then at the end, when I thought she was also being serious, like, oh, he's a friend. And then the biscuit <laughs> came the out while, while his mind's getting fried. I was like, damn. But I, I hope I hope Man. they can do that because I'm just I'm very interested in this storyline and I want to know where it's going. And do you yeah. think uh, I mean, I'm sure it's probably a, a certainty, but do you think maybe who she's working for relates to those that whole fleet of TIE fighters we saw earlier in the episode? Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. I think she's a Gideon plant. I think she's mm. still working for Gideon. I think this was all a test to see if Pershing was still interested in doing his work now that she knows he is. And she has him strapped to a table. She's going to do what Imperials do best. And she's going to torture him until he breaks. And then she's going to take him back. I think that's what's going to happen. I disagree. I mean. I don't think she's going to do that. I think she's wiping his mind. Yeah, I think she sees him as a loose end. Yeah, she's a a loose end. No, no, that's a mind flare, sir. Like that, the whole, the whole, the whole thing that they set up with this in this and episode is that it, it's yeah. gonna, it, it, it would literally like turn your brain to pudding. Which, by the way, like he said, uh, the, 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 the Mon Calamari doctor, and I love that shot when he's just like, it, but it was a trap. And he's just, like, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> for me. And I mean, he said he was gonna be back when he woke up. So when he comes back. Pershing's just gonna be a gibbering, foaming mess. He'll be like, "Whoops!" <laughs> it's like, "All right, who did it? Who <laughs> dialed it to 11? This is the fourth we've done to this week. Let's do like but, uh, technicians, which are suspiciously in some like Death Star scientists, like white jumpsuits, are just like, "Oh, I, I don't know, I don't know, man." Like, Matt, not to like, um, that? she so obviously was the last one in the room. Like, that's just she's the, she's never played a game of Hitman in her life. Nope. She was just eating the biscuits. You have no proof. Too many, uh, there's a lot of witnesses, actually. So, yeah. Matt, um, not to like corner you about your take, but I mean, nope. you're one of the few people I've seen that That's okay. don't think he's getting his mind wiped, right? I don't think he's getting his mind wiped. What makes no? you think that? No. Just because I, like... I think he's going to be a character that we're going to see in future episodes. I don't think this was a one-off. I think Pershing, I mean, you don't set up all of this stuff about cloning and his, his work with DNA and all this, you don't set him up as a character just to wipe his mind and discard him. So I think mind- I think this is torturing him. I think this is literally just her torturing him and and making so him So that's evil. just going to turn him evil? Like, you can't right then and there? One session of torture? Not one session. Well, what if, <laughs> well, how, what if how a mind they, How is she going to get him in there multiple times? Information. 
no, I don't think a mind flayer pulls. I just think she's torturing him. I think it's literally like, just a way to strap him to a table and have him be tortured. I'm That's why this feels a little unnatural to everybody. They're like, why are they using a torture device? Because they need him to be tortured. Isn't like a mind flayer though, like like in D and D lore, like this is totally not like a, <laughs> a like a full on uh, theory in any way, but like it, like don't don't they like consume your knowledge by like sucking out every bit of your brain, like 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 yeah. That would that's, not what, this that's is. what is implied implied by a mind flare. So like, if they're using that word, I don't know. It just if they're not, maybe she gets her cake and eats it. Like she wipes his memory and like or her pulls biscuits. memories of it. I don't know, like a pensive. In, I just I don't know. I don't in know. season two of Mando, Cara Dune mentioned a mind flare. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've heard about mind flares in Mando. Mm. She specifically says if she's captured, they're going to hook her up to a mind flare. Why would they care about scrubbing her memory? I'm just saying. Well, I mean, like they've clearly shown it can be used in multiple ways because even in this episode, they're using it in a different way than it was intended to. Yeah, so I'm saying just because it's commonly used to wipe you doesn't mean it can't also be used to download. You know, but they literally versus, say uh, delete. Pershing, smart guy, scientist, he's the one to say like, "Hey, that thing is gonna like." wipe my memory away like i think he knows what it is and that's like since they said i don't think they would say that and not have it do that well, oh he did opinion. say that yeah that's true i don't remember him saying wipe my memory did he said it he kind of said it yeah it was kind yeah. of implied the hold way on yet. i actually have the transcript right here uh <laughs> oh, i just happened to have well the, i don't well, think pulled this, it up because i thought it might be useful and it i don't think that was. all just popped into our mind like i remember him saying it was going to wipe his mind or he was afraid it was going to wipe his memory away they said something along those lines. So that that's the only reason I would jump to that conclusion. But um, you're gonna wipe my mind. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't think that means. I still don't think that means my like a memory wipe. I think but that just means like you're gonna fry me. Which I don't be. think. Okay. Same. I mean, he literally said be. you're gonna wipe my minds, but I don't we'll, know. we'll see. We'll see. I'm just, I'm just interested why you. I don't that. think you establish Pershing as a character, and you talk about all this cloning stuff, and then don't utilize him. Again. I agree. And no, like well, I don't. I think it was only there to establish that cloning is still an interest of um, the Empire, not the Republic. And uh, they also, you know, like like it's more to establish, hey, there's still an imperial threat out there, uh, more than anything else. And like they are literally in the New Republic. They have they have entrenched their way into the New Republic. Like I say, I always say this. We'll see. We'll see. We will. Yeah, it's all we can do. But yeah, I mean, I think the reason. The reasoning behind why they would wipe his mind if they were to do that is he's a loose end. He knows a lot about Gideon and and Elia Kane. So like, I don't know. But fair. I don't know. It's an interesting take, Matt. And you're the only one I've really seen have it. So if you're right, all the power to you. You're the who only am one. I if I don't have the interesting takes? I'm glad. This <laughs> Except for the times like when hour. you don't. Except for when the times when I'm Mister Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Boy. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. We all had our theories about, well, we all, Jamie and I did at least. I don't know who, Elia Kane, what was she up to? Um, I think she's working with Gideon. That's it makes the I, most I sense. She's a yeah. agent. As my, like, so it just settled in my mind. That's what I, I'm with. But, as Gideon, you woke up at the end of the day. Yeah. Gideon was like, uh, just, I don't know. Like, he, he, he was trying to, like, push out other Imperial warlords, but he wasn't, he wasn't uniting them. And, I think there's just such an important point of Bo going that's like, like remarking that it was like a much larger than normal amount of TIE fighters. And I think the, I just, 
<sighs> I don't I don't know. I don't want to say Thrawn. That's too easy. And I don't I think, think that's true. Uh, but I, I I don't know if I believe it being Gideon either, even though they like, you know, had that little conspiracy theory moment, mainly because I got burned by uh, by another movie that like hinted at something. And then it was a total red herring. I want to spoil it. I think there's just like we know screen. we yeah, know yeah. for multiple reasons. <laughs> we know multiple reasons that Thrawn is out there and <laughs> probably coming to a galaxy near you sometime later this year or next year, whenever, whenever it comes out. But like to a galaxy near you. Exactly. But I think there's other former Imperial we know there's other former people Imperial people out there because mm. from lore for sequel trilogy we know that uh after the battle of jakku the not the first mm -hmm. order went into hiding but the galaxy went into hiding uh ray sloan all that yeah the was they, part they of went up they met on the eclipse and the unknown regions but so also like, we no. just see that with uh, the believer that's yeah sect exactly of empire i don't think was uh was gideon i think that was just another random just like one-off shoot so like, of some imperial remnant. yeah i think that was i don't know the warlord yeah i don't i don't know if the warlords are like coming together now and like maybe they're just you know have bigger forces and that's why we saw more tie fighters or if like that's the fun of it though right and it's fun to speculate the thing that uh like what is it i don't know so it keeps the trailers keep, the trailers keep talking about there's something out there and it's like yeah well what else could it be besides you know, know imperial remnant? water that's what it is <laughs> it's what oh the mythosaur in the water that's it it's out, <laughs> he's out, he's out, there. out there floating around in, in the unknown regions dead because mm -hmm. he can't live yeah, in space like I, I Clyde, what do you to, think about um what do you think about you know this show and how it's kind of going to piece its way slowly up to the sequels like in some form well i think i think well i was um listening to this interview with um brendan wayne um who does like some yeah, yeah. work for, mm -hmm. for din and he yeah. was um, the uh, interview was talking about like more so like are these shows sort of gonna link up with like the future shows like like um, uh, what's Ahsoka and, and the other shows that they're in production like is this all gonna lead lead together and be like one centralized storyline? So I think I think we are gonna get little hints of like towards the sequels like with the cloning and things like that. But I feel like mainly it is going to be more set with the TV shows. Like I think. Uh, by the end of this season, I think it's going to be a good setup for Ahsoka, and I think Ahsoka is going to set up the next thing. And I think, well, I, it's as corny as it may sound, I think it all will lead together with them. I, I'm trying not to say come together and make it sound like some Avengers type shit. But, <laughs> Dude, uh, no, I, like, I, I kind of I, is. I, that's I, what they're kind of hinting think, at. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Thrawn so, is going to be Thanos. You mentioned so, yeah. Thrawn, <laughs> and it, that honestly, that's that's it's very plausible. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, that's definitely what they're. I'm. 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 Could stake my. I'm not going to stake my claim on the mind wipe, but I will stake my claim on this. A hundred percent. They're building up to to a big Thrawn conflict. And it's like Mando, Ahsoka, um, some you know, Boba, Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett's going to be there. Everybody's going to you know team up. Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yes. Nice. And Carson oh, yeah. Teva is the Coulson or. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess Car he's Coulson Teva. Or he could well, be Nick he's Fury. Fury. He's yeah. the Nick Fury of the, Fury. of the group. Which, good for him. See, this is what I mean. It's like, you could you could sign up for Mando, and then all of a sudden, one day, somebody could just, like, drop a script on your desk and be like, you're in a whole episode by yourself. You have to be Dr. Pershing the whole episode, and we're just going to film you. I mean, that's Mando, great. 
Din Djarin's Iron Man. Din Djarin okay. is Iron Man. Yeah. For sure. I don't know who Cap is. Cap Vanth. Sure. I Cap, I can see yeah. that. Tattoo, that's Cap Tatooine's been, ass. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we made that joke last year. <laughs> we did. Okay. Wow. Tatooine's ass. <laughs> Tatooine's ass. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I hope it's... I'm torn because I love Giancarlo uh, Esposito and I love seeing him do his thing. So I would be totally happy to have him back again. But like at the same time, I'd like for them to mix it up and give me an antagonist who's new and I haven't seen before because the revenge angles was done last season. And that was really, really compelling. And uh, Gideon got thoroughly depanced. So (laughs) yeah, I feel like he's good. Yeah. And I know someone quickly tie it up here, I guess. And we briefly talked about it. I know someone mentioned, did Gideon escape? There was like a one throwaway line when they're all talking, um, all the former Imperials. They're like, oh, I I heard Gideon escaped. I didn't even, I watched the episode twice. I I didn't didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, it's like, it it happened so quick. So like, I guess he might have escaped, which he's going to I heard he escaped en route to the war tribunal. Like, no, that was just a cover story. I heard they hooked him up right. to a mind flare, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and there's the, yeah, the guy. So, okay. okay. I feel like something like that, it can't be a throwaway line. Cause, like, yeah. if we're still debating about if it happened or not, like, it's got to be clear. Cause then, like, if he just shows up, I was like, wait, wasn't this motherfucker in prison or, or something? <laughs> or it's, it is <laughs> a throwaway right. line. <laughs> and it is, it is just there to be like, hey, that's this way we don't have to pay uh, this really high profile actor to appear <laughs> true, true. Uh, for like one scene. We can just say, hey, yeah, no, he's not. Don't worry about him. Because that's what happened to me in Scream. Because, like, they literally name drop Stu. And I'm like, so Stu might be back. I mean, Jack, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But uh, Giancarlo has been on tour for season three. (laughs) And talked about uh, Gideon returning specifically. (laughs) Listen, I like like him. So, like I said, as I said, I am am happy to see him on screen. I just would like to see some other antagonists. I hear you. I think, well, they're going to have to identify who these antagonists are. Like they're setting a few things up here with like the conflict within the Mandalorians, and like they they just have to tell us who well, these someone, antagonists are. Someone is running these what? Imperials right now because Gideon is either in jail or just escaping jail. We don't know. We don't know where. We don't know where Thrawn could be. So like, get, I could see him getting help dude, from Thrawn and be like, "Hey, hey, Thrawn, you know you should beat up. You should beat up these guys." The no, big he's... bad will get revealed eventually. Cause like look at it, look look at this like little bit. Like the whole point of this trailer was like, oh, I the season going into it was Dinjar needs to go to the living waters of Mandalore to get reborn. That's his goal of the season. Well, he did that. Now what? It's those pirates. <laughs> it's, it's the I'm end of finding Nemo. I'm glad it didn't take the whole season for them to do that. Cause when they said I, I was like, oh God. It's, it's going to take, take ages. All, all eight yeah. or ten episodes for him to get in the damn pool. But no, next episode, he's there. I was like, all right, thank you. I was yeah, so I never thought that, that was going to take the whole season. I yeah, so, so like, no, I, I did. I was kidding. Co- oh, okay, cool. I was hoping AJ was going to call me out. But but yeah, because like they, they always they always took to like the first couple episodes for uh, the content they cut into trailers, and they, they pretty much stuck to that uh, here. So. Yeah, that's like that's the exciting part of after you get to past chapter or episode three of the season, it's like, all right, I have no idea what's coming. There's actually a huge big bad that we're forgetting about, guys. Oh, oh son of a bitch. He's totally going. You're not wrong. Gorian, Gorian Shard. Shard. Gorian King. Shard is gonna come back and he's behind Captain Kale. He's, he he's stole a bunch of ties. Oh, 
you guys realize that this is all our fault because we're like i want pirates in star wars i want a pirate villain and now we have this actual kelp man it is it is all our fault you know we always say if you're listening and i know you are (laughs) as a joke but uh it turns out we have to use this power for good guys (laughs) so lucasfilm if you're listening and i know you are bring back nine nub thank you um but I, I was uh when when Din like took off the cape and stuff, I was like, oh crap. If he has like Bo Katan style shoulder pads or something underneath that I have to make, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> and I had to do like frame by frame stuff of like, huh, huh? The light had to catch it just right because it is so dark in those fucking mines. But no, it's just it's just his vest and uh his satchel on the on the bandolier like just threw me off enough that I thought it was like thick enough to be like a, an armor plate of some kind and I was i'm like, glad oh, you're crap. having this experience jack i'm so <laughs> glad you're having this experience because i experienced yeah. it this week with the bad batch because hunter actually took off his scarf and i was like oh, oh no <laughs> i saw Bleed. like four new details Whew, i will this not is... talk about it but if you want to know you can follow me on social media um, yeah. like, don't yeah. cosplay I tv shows until they're done i think that um we've sufficiently covered this episode <laughs> we uh, you know i was just about to say i want to talk about the star destroyers but it has been a, an, an hour and 15 it's, minutes it's so been i've been minute. replaying fallen order and it was really cool to uh go through some derelict uh star destroyers yeah so. and those little bugs that make nests out of the wires was cool. oh they're so oh, cute bugs. oh i'm so glad you mentioned them i i want to make one like give me they're a great. model i will led that up a little like armadillo but with like a t- ton of legs anyway yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. eating it i love it Oh, and the Canto Bite uh, cop speeders. Yes, yep. the yeah. helicopter mm-hmm. thing. Um, and Please. I appreciate everyone uh, in the chat and everything. And thank you so much for chatting with us tonight, Khalid. It's been so oh, much fun actually you having, having you talk with us. Thank you. Um, we, we barely mentioned in the beginning, but you do have your own podcast as well. Um, what is uh, that info so we can like link everybody as well if they want to check yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. So it's called Word to the Blurred, like Blurred Black Nerds. Word to the Blurred with two and cow um it's just me and my brother just just rapping about comic books movies tvs things like that we talked about we were recently recently actually talking about star trek i know that's a different nice. oh, uh, don't get me started no, new season of new season of picard started what do you think oh, oh i, I like still have to watch that dude picard like is it. so good season three is so freaking good jack I, you gotta watch it i did not I, I like season it's everything two. i've been wanting i didn't I really like season two season one and two are eh <laughs> Oh, I hate we're it. We're going on again. We're going off the rails right. again, Chris. We're going off the rails right. again. Listen I'll to Cleed's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's a chill time. It's a good time. I, I love yeah. listening to them. Um, oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Of course. And thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you to my normal Marauder dudes for hanging out with us tonight, uh, talking Mandalorian. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat who's been here tonight. And thank you for watching our stream. If you've been listening to this, we have a video version of this as well. There is a couple funny visuals tonight. If you've been watching on the video version, you can take us to go in your favorite audio version as well in the next day. And we will see you guys next time on the Holland Marauders podcast. Uh, more Mandalorian next time and then some more Bad Batch and... We'll see what happens from there. We'll see you guys next time. Grief Cargo next week. <laughs>